Welcome back to another episode of What's Law Got to Do With It? Before we jump into the episode that we recorded for you this week, I just wanted to give you a little bit of a preamble. Um, So we're talking today with Sim, who listeners of the podcast might remember from previous episodes. And we're talking about the articling recruit and recruit processes more generally in law school. Sim has a lot of really insightful little nuggets uh, and things that might help you get through a recruit week, but we didn't really get into sort of the mechanics of the recruit and what that might look like. So if this is your first time going through a recruit, or if you aren't yet in law school and have no idea what is going on, let me just give you a little bit of an overview. So the recruit processes in law school, some of them, are very, very structured. Um, And they start with applications, and then sometimes there's a sort of on-campus portion, and then interviews in firms. Um, And where we were at in the process here with Sim was right at the very end. So right when he was sort of about to find out um, from articling jobs. So the thing about the recruit processes in law school is that often everything feels like it's the biggest and most important thing in the world. So when you do your very first recruit, and then when you do your second, and then when you do your third, if you get there, everything always feels like it's kind of on fire. Um, And hopefully this episode will help you see that there is kind of other things to keep on your mind and and sort of help you with your mindset going into the recruit. Not so much with the uh, practical little tidbits of the recruit. Hope you enjoy. What do you guys think? And I'll ultimately, by the end of the podcast, I will give you a book, Professor. I oh, promise okay, you. I get it now. You guys, it's a cliffhanger. You, you guys have to listen to the entire podcast because at the end, there will be a book for you. Okay. Felicity? <laughs> I, this is well above my paper. Yeah, I, I, but it does appear that we are the interviewees now, Richard. I, so I guess we should just, no, this is Sim's no, podcast I, now. I, I, I'm turning this around. Sim, shut up. what I do with OCI, then you've got to listen to our questions welcome to what's law got to do with it a light-hearted look at life in law school i'm professor richard haig and i'm 3l law student felicity redan felicity good afternoon how are you I'm all right. We're just chugging along. Uh, <laughs> Same old steel. Oh, good, good. I'm. I always like that. Like to hear that. Uh, I have a. Uh, one, oh, my question for today. I can't can't forget that for you. Is uh, <laughs> people are going to wonder. What, how late did you stay up last night, Felicity? Oh. I, I noticed uh, I didn't ask why. I just I'm just curious about yeah. the time. You look very exhausted, Felicity. Yeah. Uh, that is because I stayed up until about the 3 a.m. Oh, my goodness. And that's not normal, I take it? Uh, no, no. Uh, not since I turned like 20. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> I'm too old for this. Oh, okay. Well, so now I can ask Felicity, why did you stay up so late last night? Oh, to hear the Commander-in-Chief speak after the U.S. election. Dear listeners, it is November 4th, and we are filled with some existential doom. (laughs) Yes, we are, but we are going to ignore that for this podcast, because otherwise it'll be hijacked. We're going to move on. And the first thing we're going to do is introduce our returning guest, 
who's been on the show a few times, a real regular. Good friend of the podcast. Yes, a very good friend of the podcast. Sim, why don't you introduce yourself, though, for those who may not have heard? In Hi, everybody. My, I'm a former student. My name is Sim. I'm a former student of Professor Hayes. Um, uh, I've known him for a while now. And uh, I'm a 3L at Osgo Hall Law School. Uh, you know what? Every time they always ask this question in interviews, like, tell me about yourself. I have no idea where to go with these questions. I'm like, shall I tell you about that one time that I broke my foot? And then I was <laughs> so see, it's like, where do we take these stories? But yeah, so that's pretty much me in a nutshell. Three old student, Osgo Hall Law School, former student and uh, of Professor Higgs. And broke your foot one time. And broke the foot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I... And uh... on Feliz, I also went to sleep at 3.30 a.m. And that's the, I don't know if our viewers can uh, see, no, but I got no. a nice large, can they see? No, 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 but you've got a Tim Hortons cup that's large, and that is the last reference to November. Even at that, but I feel Felicity's pain on this. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yes, but you know what? This podcast wakes people up. That's the whole point of it. So well, good thing we got the caffeine going then. Yeah. So Sim, you know the next question. Do you have some sort of entertainment that uh, relates to law that you would recommend to people? Well, Professor Haig, as you would mention, I mean, I feel like at this point, I should just be reaching out to Jeff Bezos and telling him to uh, give me some type of uh, sponsorship marketing uh, fees or something along those lines, because uh, I keep posting about my um, books. So entertainment for me, last time we were on the podcast, we kind of talked about movies and I'm a Denzel Washington, big, big fan. And uh, one thing I've been doing recently, though, is I've been listening to a lot of Audible books. I have this routine that I set daily. I put on 45 pounds in a backpack. I actually highly recommend this, by the way. So if anyone's listening, uh, maybe try this out in your own life. It's pretty helpful. It was one of the ways I kind of dealt with the COVID pandemic. So I put in 45 back, uh, pounds into a backpack, just stuff laying around the house. I put it on and I go walk um, around the neighborhood for like two hours. And, I'll say, so far, it's going to be a no for me. <laughs> we'll see where this goes. Uh, well, <laughs> before he goes any further, Felicity, you get you only have to do 25 pounds just because of the proportionality and weights. So does that make it any more attractive for you? Probably not. And <laughs> it's it's still a tentative no, but we'll see where this goes. Okay. You continue, well, aren't, aren't, aren't you? Are, are you still in Vancouver? I remember you were out there. You had a click ship out there, right? Uh, I will be doing that next yeah. year. So I am back in Toronto. Oh, okay, because I was going to be like, if, if there ever was a place to do what I'm suggesting, oh, it would be in a right? <laughs> Anyway, yeah. continue on. 45 pounds. You go out for two hours, did you say? Yes, sir. Yeah, I mean, it varies. I, okay. I Sometimes it's one and a half. Sometimes, could you imagine I just go for like 10 minutes and come back? <laughs> but no, I, that, that's uh, I try to aim for two hours. And what I do is, the, the, the fun part about this is, for, so first of all, you're getting that nature stimulation. Um, there's a Japanese concept called uh, forest bathing, I believe. And uh, the word kind of refers to the idea that there's something about our psychological, you can call it spiritual connection towards the earth. And uh, it has a valuable adaptive impact on humans. So by being outside, and by being in nature for a bit, I think it's very helpful for our um, psychological well-being and quote-unquote spiritual well-being. So I get that part check, right? I get my physical exercise in check, right? I'm working the cardiovascular system. I'm working the musculoskeletal system. So I'm getting check, check, check. And the other thing, I'm getting my mental cognitive stimulation because I put... I, I downloaded Audible, the app Audible, and you can download books. And so you can listen to them at either slower pace or uh, a faster pace than usual. And this way you have your hands free, you're walking through nature, you're enjoying your life and you're listening to some great ideas. Um, it's been a real big thing for me. Uh, it's been my entertainment source since uh, the COVID pandemic hit. Okay, but 
that's all very nice. That's great background. But that's my entertainment. Like, that's that's nice. the windup. I thought this was supposed to be a specific book then that you're going oh, to Oh, professor. <laughs> Since I, I think I started this, I have my thing. Oh, I, I, I keep, uh, I started doing, uh, so what I started doing was this. At first I was listening to the books and I remember you told me something. You're like, keep a journal, Sim. And I was like, okay. And I never did it, but then I, but I always, the seed was always in my head. Right. And I always remembered your voice saying, keep a journal. So I never really kept a journal, but what I did was this, I started making little Instagram stories where I would take some, I mean, it's hard to take a book and put it into an Instagram story, but I would try my best because it would make me focus on the book. It would make me kind of focus on some of the ideas and I would just, and plus now I can go back and I can keep like uh, track of some of the ideas in the, in the different books. So, um, some interesting ones. What topic would you like to touch on? I usually go into spiritual philosophy, science, evolution. What's well, interesting to you? My <laughs> law related. <laughs> yeah, my question is, it has to be law related. Oh, law related. Never, oh. never in the history of this podcast has it taken us eight minutes to get to <laughs> the book or movie. But here you go. You're, you're doing. Well, let me best. tell you. So let, let's touch on a very interesting. I mean, I don't really have a legal related book per se, but I'm going to go a little bit broader in our analysis. So we look, um, what do you guys think when we look at the, the, the law as a tool of social organization around us, what do you guys think? Because um, obviously the law is a highly subjective value laden uh, construct. What do you guys think at the root cause? So when we're looking at the problems, right? Because why focus on the things that work? They're already working. We got to look at the problems and we got to identify how we can fix problems, right? That's the, I mean, we ultimately we want to be innovators. We don't want to just be facilitating the system. Um, so my 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 suggestion for the conversation is what do you guys think and i'll ultimately by the end of the podcast i will give you a book professor i oh, promise okay you. i get it the, now you're you guys have, it's a cliffhanger you ha, you guys have to listen to the entire podcast because at the end there will be a book for you okay but That's, but what do you guys think in terms of the root causes of the maladies of our society what do you guys think is probably one of the the, the key salient factors wow felicity <laughs> I, this is well above my pay grade, yeah, I, I, but it does appear that we are the interviewees now, Richard, I, so I guess we should just, no, this is I'm, Sim's no, podcast I, now. I'm, I'm turning this around. Sim, shut up. What I do with the eyes, I flip the script Sim, on them. You've got to listen to our questions and behave like an interviewee. <laughs> Otherwise, we're cutting you That's off. the rules of society. Yeah. Richard is laying down the hammer. Yeah. And listen, you, you were just talking here. about the rules. This is a problem in societies that interviewees don't behave like <laughs> interviewees. And we have to solve well, that. But when I, went into, that's a good, when I went to my interviews, on that note, though, we are interviewing the firms as well or the organizations as well. So remember that when you guys go into your article uh, recruit, well, that already passed. But when you ultimately, for the two L's, you might go through it. And when you go into your OCI, just remember one very important thing that we try so hard to put on. We're told you got to say this or you got to say that. My advice to you is this and something um, I'm still only realizing now. Uh, somebody was helping me prepare. Sarah Pohl, big shout out to her because she's been a very generous individual in terms of her time and helping me prepare for my things. She was a former director of education at the CCLA. And she, when she was helping me prepare, she, for my one and only, unfortunately, uh, ardently interview with an organization called Peace Builders, fantastic organization. Please Google them. Um, it's, it, it, they do great work. And when I was looking, uh, when I was talking to Sarah, she says, Sim, you're also interviewing them. And remember that. We're, when we go to the career development office, they tell us, don't say this, don't say that. I was remember I was doing a mock interview with my sister. She's saying, don't say this, don't say that. Look, be yourself. And ultimately, 
you have to find a place that fits you and you got to fit them. And a career is a long, long journey. And it's, it's a law, it's a big part of your life. So don't try to be someone you're not. And I always have professor, Hey, knows I go deep and I go philosophical. I can't, that's why it's very hard to be around me because you can't go 10 minutes without me starting uh, questioning the purpose of life itself. No, so, I know that. But, all right. Okay. So, Go ahead. Please. We're going to, we're going to zoom out a little bit yeah. here and uh, <laughs> add in an artful transition uh, okay. as the professional podcasters that we are. Um, and speaking of all of this and the interviewing, uh, the reason that we have Sim on to talk to us here today is because we just wanted to chat a little bit about the articling recruit. Um, and for those of you who are early in your law school stages or maybe considering law school, um, there's a lot of structured recruits that happen sort of in all three years of law school. So this is the, the last year, the third year one, but hopefully some of this can be helpful to the other recruits. Yeah. Um, so Sim, can you just tell us a little bit about your experience with the Articling Recruit? Oh, I have a lot of funny stories on this one. <laughs> you have Professor Haig knows Maybe about. just a quick overview yeah, yeah, of kind yeah. of what I, your recruit Sim, looked like this year. Sim, a good the BLG story is li literally a famous one at Osgood at this point. I, it was, I, I'll fill the a podcast. We'll keep it as a cliffhanger. Tune in for the next one. But. <laughs> Uh, we'll save BLG. But um, so my articling recruit, I applied. I didn't apply to every single position, but I did a pretty broad, uh, a broad um, blanket set of applications. I applied to some uh, criminal defense firms. I applied to some crown positions. I applied to, um, there wasn't really any of these big uh, full service base street firms that really come into the articling recruit at this point. So, but I did apply to the ones that were such as Denton's, Goodman's. Um, and then there was this one organization that I didn't really know about, but it kind of stood out to me because it really kind of fit into the theme, something that I've been doing since I came to law school, um, which was the laws program. Uh, this uh, so this uh, organization is called Peace Builders. They're they're involved in policy advocacy for um, reformation of the the way the the youth interact with the criminal justice system. Um, they they borrow ideas from the indigenous uh, legal schools of thought, focus on restorative justice rather than on punitive mechanisms. So they were the only ones that are kind enough, and I really think that the executive director. Shout out again to Eleanor Dimitrova. I really owe her a lot. I mean, ever since I've been in law school, she's really helped me in many different ways, and I th I'm pretty sure she secured me or uh, helped influence. Uh, my ability of getting that interview in the sense that her letter of recommendation was very, very strong. And I, I went into the interview. It was exactly what I wanted. It was fantastic. I had a great experience. I loved them. I loved the organization. We hit it off. Will they call me back? I don't know. And this is the, the thing that I want to offer to uh, everyone going into this unknown Remember one thing, your life is going to be constant unknowns. Um, there's a very famous proverb that Lao Tzu and other, um, it's, it's kind of a famous Chinese pro a proverb. And what, what it said was, there's a story where an individual, I'm going to just give me a minute with this one. There's a good point to the end of it. I know you guys are going to be like, just shut up, Sim. But there's, I promise you, there's a good, a very good parable. You know what I'm going to do? Since we have the very I'm beautiful- I'm pulling out a bell. I'm going to have a bell and hook you. <laughs> you know what I'm going to do? Just- Bear with me for one second. Okay, while uh, you're Googling. <laughs> it's, I, it's definitely it, trying to hijack this podcast. It's unbelievable. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm going to ask both of you. So, Felicity, you can answer this while Sim is still thinking that. Is, ha, I got uh, it, by the way. Oh, okay. Go ahead, Sim. It's, the floor <laughs> is yours, me. as it has been. Uh, thank you. I mean, uh, I guess this podcast is generously allowed where I was allowed to hijack it. But I, I feel like this one proverb, I really want to get to the students because... I want them to understand this concept. I've seen it in play in various times in my life, and I promise there is truth to this statement. Um, so it's called the will see proverb. Um, it goes that once upon a time, there was an old farmer who worked his crops for many years. Um, and one day his horses ran away. 
And then his neighbors came to say, oh, such bad luck. Um, you must be so sad. And the farmer said very quietly, we'll see. And the next morning, the horses came back and they brought back with them uh, other wild horses. So he has more horses now. So now it's good. So what turned in was a negative turned out positive. He said, and the, uh, the neighbors are like, oh, how wonderful. Not only did they return, but you have more horses. And he just quietly said, we'll see. And then while the son was trying to tame one of the wild horses, he broke his leg because the horse kicked him. And then they're like, oh, what bad luck. And then the farmer, of course, said, we'll see. And then a war came and the military came to conscript uh, young men into the war effort. And because of the broken leg, he was able to avoid that. And then they said, oh, how fortunate you are. Ultimately, again, he said the same thing, we'll see. Life is going to be constant flux and change. That is the only constant that there really is, is change itself. So my advice is remember this, pro uh, this, uh, this um, what do you call them? Not pro uh, proverbs, right? Yeah, remember proverb. this. Remember this proverb when you go into your recruits and just remember one thing. First of all, you're not defined by any singular moment in time. And second, that you really don't know if you're really high up or you think you're high up in your mind, keep yourself humble because you really never know what may happen. And if you feel in your mind, again, these are subjective value-laden considerations that are constructs in our own head. But if you feel that you're low in quote unquote low in, in your, in your head, then remember one thing, you really don't know what's going to come for you tomorrow. Um, and I'm going to give you, uh, I, I don't know, I have no idea what the time is. I'm pretty sure I keep talking too much, but I want to end, I want to I at least say this one piece also. Um, there's, regardless of political, uh, uh, I'm not going to get political, but regardless of like your political opinions or your political thoughts, one canary in the coal mine has always been Jagmeet Singh. Uh, he had a very inspirational um, uh, article in Obadah Dicta. Uh, there was a, a great student at Osgood. Her name is Pri Sharma. And she wrote a, she got a, she did a fantastic thing for the student body where she took uh, alumnus Jagmeet and he put in his advice for the OCI recruit. So if you want to read advice, I highly recommend you go check that out. It's in over the dicta. Um, and uh, non-Osgood students, I also recommend you Google this one because it's online. He ultimately had to wait one year after graduation from law school and before he, uh, I'm going to wrap it up now, but he had to wait one year before he found his position. Even that, he, he had to kind of just go take people to lunch and kind of argue that, look, take me on, I have potential. And obviously, ultimately, looking back, he clearly had the potential of uh, being an uh, uh, impactful uh, person in terms of the way we structure our social organization using the law and whatnot. Um, so my advice is you really don't know where your future will go just keep that we'll see proverb in your in the back of your head when you go through these processes and for the rest of your career. I feel like we're keeping the we'll see proverb for the where this podcast is going to go. <laughs> this is a wild ride. Um, I think we once again need to zoom back a little bit because I think I, I could be wrong, but just somebody listening to this who hasn't been through a recruit will not understand how all these threads kind of connect. Um, and I think that Richard's question was probably going to well, connect some of that together. So, I, well, no, not really. I was about to say exactly the same thing as you, which is we'll see. We'll see if this podcast even makes it to air. <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, I mean, Sam, you've got OK, we I got to ask. I'm going to ask a very pointed question of both of you. It's kind of it, it's along the lines of be, of interviewing, though, but it's a specific question. And so, Felicity, you may want to then again kind of take us to a, uh, the 30,000 foot level after this. But one of the things that always I always struggle with in interviews, by the way, I'm a terrible interviewer, which is why I'm an academic. I don't have to go through all that. But, and why uh, you host an interviewing podcast. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm happy on this side of the table. Well, except for today. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I always found the worst question I got asked, and yet it's a common question. I never, ever knew how to answer it, is the question of... Uh, 
at the very usually at the very end of an interview do you have any questions for us mm. and i never was able to at least do a good job on that um because i really didn't have any questions i knew that you know i knew where i was interviewing i knew what they were all about uh so i didn't have any and i know that that's never good i think i don't know what you're so let's ask felicity first on that and then we can ask him to provide a short answer to the to a very straightforward question <laughs> so i have a i have a go-to um i have a short one and it's a go-to and i'm giving it away so this is a gift this is advice for people yes good the gift um i always ask something along the lines of um what is a quality or like a preparation that would be good for somebody in this position? Like basically it sounds kind of cocky, but like me sitting here right now, assuming I'm going to be in this job, what should I do now oh, to or prepare. work on now to be a good ex? Okay. And I think that just kind of signals that you're interested in doing a good job. And you ask that every time as a, as a almost always yeah, okay. depends, okay. depends on the vibe, but that's yeah, it's my yeah. go-to. Okay. Sim. I love how uh, Professor Hay qualified the, the short and pointed because he knows my ability to go on tangents. Yep. Look, uh, I, I think to answer your question, sir, I think that um, it, what would I, when, I mean, as you can see, I have no, my, my sister says one thing about me that the, my greatest skill is I can literally talk forever by myself. I mean, I could just sit here and keep going. <laughs> I, <know. with> <laughs> I could literally well. do the podcast just sitting here. <laughs> no, Be careful what point, you wish for. <laughs> I mean, it, just, it just shut me up. But um, I think the, so, I, I usually try to show, I think I'm going to just touch on what Felicity kind of said, because you want to show them you're interested and you want to show them you're actually engaged with the organization. Um, obviously, it's maybe a little bit easier to do that with some public interest organizations because there's a lot more of uh, this personal. It, sometimes it's more difficult for certain types of law firms. For example, if I'm going to Bay Street, it's going to be very similar models and uh, it's hard to personalize with them because we know what, what's going to be doing that like contract review is hard to kind of make a passionate thing about well, what I'm going to do about contract review, even though, by the way, it can be quite awesome, supposedly from what I've heard. But um, I, I, I think uh, show them you're interested in the organization, look, look them up, find something about them. There, there must be something you could find through your research. If we can't, then then that says something in and of itself, doesn't it? So, so you ask them a specific thing about their, the institution yeah, or the organization. Okay. Show them your curiosity, like Felicity said. That wasn't bad. That was just under two minutes for that answer to that question. <laughs> that was okay. You're getting down there. So back over to Felicity. To we're yes. we're we are running out of time. So we got. I don't know if we want to take it back another step or two, Felicity. If you wanted. To yeah, that. I think maybe let's just. Um, that, that's like I think a general good point for interviewing, and I think we have some good content here um, and like how to approach the jobs and organizations you're looking at as a law student. Um, let, maybe let's um, just kind of situate this in the formal recruit process. So for those of you who don't know and are listening, the formal recruit process is sort of, it's very structured. So you do your applications, you go into certain firms, sometimes you do like a little carousel type interview. And then the final stage is this call day thing. So I, that's kind of what I want to talk about is after all of this interviewing process, after you've kind of gone through multiple rounds and the last day is call day where there's this like blackout period that firms aren't allowed to call you. Sim, I want to know what you do during the blackout period as you're waiting for calls on interview day. Oh, okay. Just before the call. So how long is the blackout period? Just to... two hours usually. Okay. Sim, what do you do in that two hours? Do you talk to yourself for two hours? <laughs> uh, that would be a fair. That would be a fair bet. Do you meditate? But do you go for a walk I, with audiobooks? 
Well, to, I have like four factums coming up that I got to hand in. So I'll be working on those yeah. because ultimately Professor Lee is not going to care if my interview is coming or not. But um, uh, one thing that I would like to do, yeah, I, like what I what I will be doing today, I'm going to put the factum aside for a second. I'm going to go out and I'm going to do my walk. I'm going to immerse myself in nature and remind myself of one very important thing that I want to share with everyone. Keep perspective, right? That ultimately... Everything, as long as we're perseverant and we keep trying, we will make our way. And let's not lose sight of our privilege. We're, every single one of us has a massive amount of privilege sitting here, um, being in law school or being even thinking about having the opportunity to apply to law school. I've been, to, uh, my parents are from India and I've been to India many times. And I can promise you there are very different modes of living and modes of reality for many people that going to law school is not even on their forefront so of their mind so i i recommend just keep do something that reminds you of that remind yourself of the the, the position you're in in life the fortune we've had just by sheer circumstance remind yourself and maybe let that inform how you approach your um opportunities I, again i i feel like a tangent's beginning to arise so I'm <laughs> no no of- we're stopping the tangent so yeah, is is it, let me ask again both of you and that and this might just be it i mean it's true we could talk a lot more about this but i think it sounds to me, and I never went through this, so again, you can tell me, but is the is the waiting, for the, sitting by the phone, waiting for it to ring, is it a little bit like exams? It's the anxiety of the, of what, as you say, what's may or may not happen is kind of stressful. And I wonder, it seems to me like you need to figure out a way to de-stress during that time. Is that, is that what you're saying? I found- Felicity, <laughs> Felicity first, and then Sim, you get to end it. Um, I think the nice thing about it is, um, and this is if you do a structured recruit, um, so not everyone does that, but it, it is sort of like a, you've done what you can do. Hmm. Um, a little bit of like, a, it, you know how they tell you before the LSAT, like just go to the movies, like don't yeah. try. It's like that. It's like you've done the work you can do. You're like, are literally not allowed to call or email anybody. Right. So like, just, just like, it's, it's just out of your hand. like it's there's nothing hand. yeah yeah it's yeah. like the only two hours where like you can just chill and it's fine right so you should use that productively to chill i guess it's the productive yeah <laughs> just just hang out with like and, a dog or something and sam i'm sure you agree with that right it's just we can just i say i, yes I, I think that. i think we can tie it all in with that actually um and finally give them a book i i really <laughs> echo uh sentiment at some Perfect. point in life you have to realize that you've done everything that you could do, and it's it's wise to just let let the chips fall where they will. Um, uh, the book I'm going to recommend is the Book of Five Rings by I always butcher his name, but Miyamoto Musashi, I believe. Um, uh, I probably butchered that, and forgive me for that. But he was a legendary samurai out of Japan, and uh, he think about this: he used to go into war. He used to go into one-on-one battles, knowing that one one of them is going to die, and he did six, over sixty of them, and he he won every single one. That's the legend. He's very famous in Japan. He said that when you go into any event, you've done the preparation for the battle, right? You've 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 prepared you've prepared you've done the motions a hundred times. Now breathe, let it go, and what will be will be, right? And accept that, and just. I really, really echo Felicity's sentiment on that, that you've done the work, you've done what you could have done. There's nothing else you could have done. And now let fate take its control. And on that note, that was good. That was good. That was, a, you you folded the book in, you ended the <laughs> podcast. You I always tie it up. <laughs> it's tied up in a nice little bow, and I think we need to go. How's that for a rhyme? <laughs> little rhyming couplet go. at the end here, too. Uh, <laughs> All right. Well, Sim, as always, you know, I make fun of you, too, but we are we get along like a house on fire. Uh, it's good. Good to see you. And I love you, sir, always. I sure hope students can learn from you. They should. 
you there, there's some wisdom in what you have to say you know you just have to cut through. there's many wisdom in my many failures so <laughs> <laughs> thanks for being on the podcast again my pleasure thank you for having me okay see you bye guys bye